One of the things I actually do like to mention is that because you said the light activations, right? What they're really good for is just at least you being aware of how your muscles are also contracting when you're doing those movements. Because after you use a couple of bands, you'll be like, oh, that's where my hips are. That's where the, that muscle is, you know? But when it goes to like the crazier ones, and I just know myself, for example, when I first started doing that, I would be doing an insane amount of band work before even touching the heavier lifts. Welcome back. I'm so glad that we get to hang out today. We have a fun one planned here for you. So I saw Coach Krish's Instagram reels quite some time ago, and I think that they are just so good. They're so good. And we're going to be interviewing Coach Krish today. She is a sweet, sweet human, also Canadian. She is a health coach dedicated to empowering women in their fat loss journey. She's a creator of Never Diet Again program. Krishna and her team combines science-based strategies with a holistic approach to help her clients achieve sustainable results. In a world that tells women to eat less and overwork their bodies, Coach Krish has helped hundreds of women overcome their relationship with food and get in the best shape of their lives. If you want to connect with Coach Krish, you can go to Coach Krish. Those are both two Ks dot com slash challenge where she'll be hosting a challenge here pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. Okay, like I said, her Instagram is phenomenal. It's so fun. And her latest video is about how the body prioritizes fat loss when there isn't alcohol. But as soon as alcohol is mixed in to the mix, you're not gonna burn fat. It was such a good imagery. And she I know she spends a lot of time on these reels and they are hilarious. They're also educational and you will never forget the educational pieces that she shares because it's done in such an authentic way. And we talk about that in today's episode, really about how she started her business, where it came from. She has a really, really interesting story about what encouraged her to do this work. We're talking about taking rest days, false expectations around our bodies, how to set individualized approaches and what that looks like, the key pieces for everyone. Like if you want a template, you can follow and kind of plug in pieces. We're going to go through it all today. The flow of your workout, what you want, what you don't, what to eat before a workout. So both of us, both Chris and I are doing more of a moderate carb approach. From what I understood, we're kind of on the same macros ish, maybe, maybe she eats a little bit more or less than me. I'm not too sure, but I know she's definitely not in a ketogenic state. And so I wanted to take a moment before we got in today's episode to kind of preface some of the pre-workout stuff because it is going to be different for you if you are in a ketogenic diet. And since this is called the Keto Diet Podcast, I know you want that information. So if you're in a deep ketogenic state and you want to remain in a deep ketogenic state while you're working out, where an individual like myself who's using more carbohydrates right now to fuel my workout is going to focus on carbs you're going to focus on fat. So you still want a lower fiber, high protein, like moderate to high fat snack or meal before you work out. Ideally 30 minutes to an hour before you work out. Chris and I talk about how to do fasted workouts and we're both not too keen on it. But if you love fasted workouts, what I would suggest is doing your Keon aminos beforehand or even while you're working out and then eating as soon as you get home. Now the postprandial workout, meaning like what you should be eating post-workout 
if you fasted, you should be pretty quick to get on the food. That includes if you use your essential amino acids. You can get more details by going to getkeon.com slash keto for those and you can save 20%. So let's say you're fasted and you do your fasted workout. Perhaps you're doing the Keon aminos with that. As soon as you get home, within 30 minutes, you should be eating food, okay? Like protein, food, your keto meal, whatever. Now with postprandial, if you've already eaten, you could go five, even six hours after your last meal from your workout. I personally don't like to do that. I usually have Keon aminos while I'm working out. And then when I get home, I can really only last about an hour until I need something, but know that it's not this whole stress situation if you just don't get a meal in directly when you get home, as long as you're not fasted. Now how this is different when you're in a ketogenic state If I were in a ketogenic state and I was working out as hard as I'm working out now, I would personally do like a caffeine drink with MCT oil and some protein powder before my workout. And that would probably be my go-to workout situation. Now I'm more focusing on the carbohydrates. So where the protein would remain the same, whether you're in a ketogenic state or a more carb burning state, your protein stays the same but your carbohydrates and fats would be adjusted. So in a fat burning state, you're emphasizing fats. And in a carb burning state, you're emphasizing carbs. Okay. So that's really the only difference. You always want a lower fiber meal before your workouts. That way you're not digestively heavy and like processing things. And I know that when I made the switch to a lower fiber pre-workout, I really, really noticed a difference. So again, If you're in a keto state, your pre-workout is an emphasis on fat. I love MCT oil for this. And if you're in a carb burning state or even a carb burning state while you're working out and you go back into ketosis, the emphasis is on carbohydrates. And like I said, you don't need to make the absolute decision of like, I'm in a keto state, therefore I need to work out in a keto state and it's always going to be in a keto state. You can really have fun with this and kind of play around with carbohydrate timing before and even after your workouts. I think it's Thomas DeLauer focuses a lot on this. And even though he recommends a ketogenic diet, and I agree with him, I've said this from the very beginning, 100%. If you're working out, if you're lifting heavy things, you're probably going to need carbohydrates, especially if you're a woman. So what you can do is time your carbohydrates a little bit before a bunch after, and then you go back into your ketogenic state because we want that insulin upsurge after your workout to help you build the muscle. So I wanted to just kind of get that out there now because when you're listening to Coach Krish and my conversation in a little bit, you'll be like, but what about the keto stuff? And I just want to make sure that you're super supported. So without further ado, let's cut over to our episode with Coach Krish. Hey, my name is Leanne Vogel. I'm fascinated with helping women navigate how to eat, move, and care for their bodies using a low-carb diet. I'm a small town holistic nutritionist turned three-time international best-selling author turned functional medicine practitioner offering telemedicine services around the globe to women looking to better their health and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm here to teach you how to wade through the wellness noise to get to the good stuff that'll help you achieve your goals. We're supporting your low-carb life beyond the if-it-fits-your-macros conversation. Hormones, emotions, relationship to your body, workouts, letdowns, motivation, blood work, detoxing, metabolism. I'm providing the tools to put your motivation into action. Think of it like quality time with your bestie mixed with a little med school so you're empowered at your next doctor visit. 
Get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn about your body and how to care for it better. This is the Keto Diet Podcast. Hey, Krish, how's it going? Hello, Leanne. I'm doing great. I'm excited about this. <laughs> How are you? We're going places today. <laughs> I'm so good. We have been chatting over on Instagram. We even had a phone call a little while ago that had to have been like a couple of months ago now. And I've just been so excited to have you on. So I'm so glad we're actually making this happen. Absolutely. And I was telling you about how I was struggling with a little bit of sleep today, but knowing that we're having this conversation, I was like, okay, I got to get myself prepared. I get myself ready because I'm having conversation with you, especially since like you mentioned, like it was, it's been a couple of months. It was back in 2023 that we had our chat. And I know that we initially just like clicked on everything when we even just had that moment to, to connect. So I'm excited for where this is about to go. Yeah. And like sleep, I've been having a difficult sleep pattern. I find oftentimes like at the very end of my cycle, usually around like day 22 to like 27, I always know that my sleep is just not going to be as ideal. So my aura ring tells me that I am not at all prepared for the day that I've had today, but we're, we just, we forge forward. <laughs> so it sounds like we're both kind of in that space today. <laughs> You see, with me and my menstrual cycle, everything's fine. As soon as I get my period, I'm like, okay, it's awesome. But the weeks, the week before the period starts, I actually have insomnia. So as soon as my sleep starts acting up, not just myself, but my team, my friends, they know what's going on. <laughs> and even sometimes when I don't know, literally earlier today when I was on my on a team meeting, I was just like, guys, I'm struggling with sleep. And they're like, is your period on Swain? And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, even though I know this, <laughs> even though I know this, I don't, you know, sometimes don't add two and two together. But the great thing is when you're, when you communicate with the other people around you, they know, and they can kind of support you when you're not really able to mentally support yourself in those moments. It's so true. I can't tell you how many times I've been just like insatiably hungry. There are like days in my cycle where I'm I'm just a hungry monster and I just want to eat all the things. And sometimes it scares me because I'm just so hungry. My husband will go, yeah, you're probably going to get your period tomorrow. And sure enough, there it is. There it is. And then you're like, ah, that's the reason why I've been so depressive and emotional. I'll go back to being, you know, the baddie that I, that I am in about a week. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. So we just like hit the ground running, but I'd love for you to explain in your own words, like I did your official bio and all of those things, but like, who are you? What do you do? What lights you up? Who am I? Who is Krishna? Who is Coach Krish? Who is the person that's on this this podcast? And who is the person that people are listening to right now? Who is this voice? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So again, my name is Krishna Dunkley. I go by Coach Krish. I'm the one on my social media page that puts K's everywhere in replacements of C's. Everyone literally thinks, I didn't realize this was, was going to happen, but everybody, everybody thinks I'm in a gang because of the fact that I replace all my C's with K's. But it's literally something that I ended up just acting on when it came to an idea. So I am, of course, an online health coach and I help women when it comes to you know being able to sustainably lose weight without having to do all those excessive dieting or um, excessive exercising, things that actually work for their lifestyle, ultimately. And this came to be because I got very depressed, incredibly depressed during the pandemic. And I know a lot of people can relate to that because the pandemic did a lot of things to our routine, 
to our schedules, to our mindset. And I found myself in a place where I struggled internally. I had a job at that point when I was working in the corporate world. And I thought that working from home would be great. But the job that I had actually started getting me into a place where I was struggling because I couldn't actually help people. I was giving people jobs. And then during the pandemic, I was taking people's jobs away in a very uncertain, certain, incredibly uncertain era. So I, when I got depressed, I stopped taking care of myself. And it was a huge struggle for me to be able to pull myself out of that hole. And once I did, thankfully, I realized, hey, this clearly is not working for me. It's not making my mental health any better than anybody else's. So what's something that can help me in this space and helps other people that I know that I'm truly great at and that I connect with people at, with? And at that moment, I was, or at that time, I was, of course, a trainer part-time, had that my side hustle. And then I realized, you know what, this is, it's time to finally allow myself to open up and make this my full-time thing. And so I launched my business online. You know, I've been an in-person trainer for about six years now. And I launched my business online during the heart of the pandemic. And that's when everything got incredibly, incredibly crazy in the most grateful possible way to explain. <laughs> and the way I found you was through your amazing videos, which I'm sure if people just look up your Instagram, which you're going to share with us in just a moment, they'll know your videos because they are so fabulous and educational and just wonderful. So what's your Instagram? And like, at what point in that flow did you start making those videos? Yeah. So my Instagram and you can, it'll be my TikTok as well too, at Coach Krish. And the coach is with a K as we are talking about with the Ks everywhere. So it's K-O-A-C-H-K-R-I-S-H. So, you know, when I, I started realizing that, hey, this is the space for me to be able to be myself. I, I mean, we can start off with that. I struggled to allow myself to be myself when it comes to the internet. I've always been an introvert. People would be surprised and shocked <laughs> seeing my page and then me saying that. It's a little contrasting, right? But it took me quite some time to realize that, hey, I actually enjoy the character that I am. And it was through working more with women working more with, you know, the people that I know that I can serve and just being my authentic self with them that I started being able to translate to that on the internet. Because if they're allowing me to help them and they're okay with my weird personality and the things that I do and say and how I coach them, and that means I can attract more of those people that actually like the way that I speak to them and the way that I help them. So as I started, you know, helping more and more people, I started realizing how much more of myself that I was actually being okay with. And then I started putting that on to my content. I was starting to teach people through my platform the way that I would teach my clients. And so one of the things that I'm very well known for are my skits. And I would have different characters when it came, comes to the human body or even just, you know, being in the place or the space of somebody who's just starting out and not knowing what to do. And then, you know, a coach comes along and tells you like, hey, you actually shouldn't be doing that. But in the sweetest way, that's another thing, because I know there's a lot of things online when people do those role plays and then they, they kind of make the person not feel great. I don't know if you've seen seen those ones as well, too, like those role plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw one yesterday and I was like, whoa, burn. I that hurt. That stung and not in a good way. I definitely wouldn't want to work with you. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's not even like, because sometimes you need those posts where they do make you feel like, oh yeah, no, that's me. That's, that's, that's what we do. Right. But there are those posts where like, you'll see a man in a wig and the woman has a high pitched voice saying, oh my gosh, like I shouldn't be doing that. You know? And it's like, um, women don't actually sound like that. <laughs> For example. But yeah, so I started doing these skits and that's when I initially blew up on TikTok and TikTok is a place that allowed me to be most myself <laughs> for sure, where I started allowing myself to be or felt like a lot more accepted. And then that translated into my Instagram blowing up as well, too. So ever since then, and ever since my thankful to my clients that have allowed me to be myself. So then I was able to transfer that over to my social media because social media can 100% also be a very scary place. Then I started, of course, my Instagram, my TikTok, my social media platform started going a little crazy. I hit a little bit because, again, the introvert in me was like, run away. <laughs> but then, you know, I started accepting it and realizing this is what happens when you're, you're yourself and you actually are good at helping people. <laughs> yeah. And so then that translated into being able to help more people and being more consistent on there. So I hope that answered your question because I feel like we ended up going into into a lot of different directions there. Yeah, I think a key piece, and I can speak to this also, is like attracting the people that you want to work with. And I think that that goes far beyond coaching and all the things. Just how you put yourself out there really attracts the individuals that are in your life. And I know that every single one of my clients is just so special to me. And they found me and they connected with me. And so when they reach out to me, it's just like, we're instant friends, like instantly. Yes. And we just know each other well. And there's this respect and relationship that it's just, it's so special. And I think it's no surprise that when I meet my clients or meet followers in real life and they live close to me, they end up being my best friends because, you know, and I think that that's, it's so important to just attract the people that you want to work with. I think regardless of what industry that you're in, and that really spoke to me just hearing you talk about that. And just, that's probably what's made you successful also with your clients is just connecting with them on that deeper level and being authentic. I know when I first started being a coach, I thought that I needed to look and act a certain way. And the individuals that I was attracting, we just weren't jiving. Like it was just always such a challenge. And so it makes life a lot easier when you're just yourself and you put that forward. And then all of a sudden you're attracting people that you connect with. And it's just, it makes that work so much more fulfilling and wonderful. Would you agree? Absolutely. And then you continue, you're you're able to feel like you actually can continue doing what you're doing. Because like you said, it makes it so much easier. And then you become so much more confident because if you're attracting the people that they're not along those lines that you feel that you're connected to, things start feeling harder. It starts feeling like, is this the space that I'm supposed to be in? Is this the place that I'm going? How is this supposed to be the thing that I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life? You know? So I absolutely agree with that. Totally. I think what is the thing like you mentioned previously that you were just so burdened by the job that you had and the role that you had and kind of the lack of care that you were taking to yourself. Is that kind of the thing that you put forward into the world or what's like the thing that you really want people to hear from you that you want them to shift that you want them to learn about? Like, is there one thing that just really fires you up right now that you're really excited to tell people about? I think the biggest thing is realizing that it doesn't have to be as hard as you think it is. That is probably one of the most simplest 
things that we teach is ultimately understanding because I know when it comes to social media, we are told a million things on there and then we have to try and add them together to make it make sense for us. When I initially started my journey, I can even like tell you how many plans that I bought, how many diets that I've done, how many the most craziest things that I've done. Like I would literally walk out the gym and if I didn't feel like I was going to fall down the stairs, I would think that I wasn't doing something right. I would think that the next morning I have to be so much more intense. I have to add more weights. And keep in mind, I've also been in a car accident that was very, very terrible for my body to the point where I didn't think I was actually going to be living without pain for the rest of my life. And that's something I would consistently say. And people would come up to me and be like, don't see that. I'm like, "Mm, you don't know my body. Right. But I was still putting myself through so many things, thinking that that's going to help me get to my goal body. That's going to help me get to look like that person. Right. And it's not that by any means. And I think we all have in the beginning when we start like health and fitness journeys, we always have some sort of external factor that's is going to push us to get to where we want to. But eventually, as you start getting further in your journey, you realize actually life can be a little bit more simpler, especially with all that's going around us, the things that we can't control. The things that we can control when it comes to just what we want out of ourselves and our body and our health, it is a lot more simpler. So that's probably the thing that I get the most excited to encourage women about is that, especially for us as women, and I think you can agree as well too, we like to do a lot of things. We don't like to give ourselves breaks (laughs) at all. So just knowing that life can be a lot more simpler and we can have a lot less stress to help with our hormones even. That's the thing that's, that's the, that's what I get the most excited to talk about. I started taking Keon aminos because I want muscle on my body. More muscle burns more calories, more muscle increases metabolic flexibility, allowing you to have more freedom with your carb intake. It helps you sleep better. It protects you as you age. The list goes on and on and on. Basically what I need you to hear is that muscle is a good thing. Now, protein is essential for muscle growth. Your protein needs increase as you age, and I bet you are not getting enough protein on a daily basis unless you're really, really prioritizing it. Most of the ladies that I connect with are eating around 0.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight, and it should be a minimum of 0.8 grams. That's four times more than what we're eating currently as ladies. Now, Keon is an essential amino acid blend with no calories. It's a great way to hit your protein needs without filling up your belly. Since starting up with Keon, I take a scoop with every meal. I've noticed far better recovery from my workouts and better muscle definition. The ISSN, which is widely recognized as the authority on the latest cutting edge and non-biased information on sports nutrition, just announced their position on essential amino acid supplements or EAAs for muscle and performance. The paper goes into a bunch of benefits and supporting studies, but the biggest takeaway for me was reading that EAAs are more effective than protein at stimulating muscle protein synthesis. So if you're trying to put on muscle, if you're trying to lose weight and maintain your lean muscle, which is absolutely essential, otherwise you're going to downregulate your metabolism, or even if you're getting older and you're worried about maintaining your muscle mass, taking an EAA supplement is going to be one of the best things you can do for yourself as we age. 
Kian aminos are an essential amino acid supplement that I've been taking to boost my protein intake and assist with my body recomp goals. This is a powder that you just add to water and it's a fabulous way to get in your essential aminos into your day without loading your system with more and more food. You can go to getkion.com slash keto. That's G-E-T-K-I-O-N.com slash keto and save 20% off Keon Essential Aminos, a fundamental supplement for fitness. Again, that's getkion.com slash keto for 20% off. Yes. Uh, speaking of breaks, I was finished work about two hours before our recording and I came up with all the list of things in my mind that I needed to get done. And I was like, you know what, actually, I'm going to slap a castor oil pack on my liver and lay in my sauna and set my alarm. <laughs> so I love that. I just, yeah, I, I think those breaks are so essential, but you're right. We, we put so much on ourselves and sometimes there's just seasons of life where it's just, it's hard to know what to cut and everything is essential. One thing that you said of just, it doesn't have to be as complicated as we think it needs to be. And I think social media does play a huge role in that of just, you can watch one reel that says one thing and then watch literally the next reel. And it's saying something exactly the opposite. It's hard to like make sense of, okay, well, which one is it? Do you think that's one of the bigger issues? Or do you think like false expectations are one of the issues of just, you know, you see a body online, you're like, I want that they said I can do it in three months. So that's what I want. Oh, it's a mixture. I'd say it's a mixture of everything. So on the first topic of there being so many things on social media, the fortunate thing is there is a lot of great value on social media, because I think we tend to hear all the time, like, there's so many things to weave through it. But there are actually some great resources from some great individuals, right? That's how we found each other, right? Because <laughs> there are definitely some great people on the internet. But the unfortunate thing is there's also still a lot of people that are spewing a lot of information that ends up shifting people in different directions and where they want to go. And so being able to navigate those different channels it is hard. It ultimately is hard, especially when you have that thing in the back of your mind where someone pops up and they have this amazing body in which they only look like that on social media. Even for me, I am not going to lie. Even for me, it's hard to be able sometimes to look at my body and be like, oh, let me go post this workout video that I have, but I don't have the bubble butt or the insanely tiny waist or the hourglass figure that all these other fitness influencers have. So there's always going to be that limiting aspect on top of the fact that we have all of these other channels of misinformation that's getting thrown at us consistently. So it's also up to us to be able to get to that point and realize, hey, maybe I should probably limit what I'm viewing here so that my brain isn't consistently being filled with this information that's shifting my mental health or my mental space. So it definitely is a beautiful collaboration, unfortunately, <laughs> of those two things. What do you think? Yeah, I think one of the greatest things that I did for myself over the last year, when I see people's reels and they're talking about changes that they made and, and results, my comment will always be, how long did this take you? That is what I post on almost every reel where people are like, look, I went from this to this and look at my progress. Oftentimes their answer is anywhere between three to five years. And that is just so helpful. And not only for me, but everyone reading the comments after me to be like, oh, right. Like check yourself. Like 
This is a three to five year process. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and feel any different. It is so much easier to like slide down the rabbit hole of everything I'm doing wrong, as opposed to just focusing on those little glimmer pieces of just like, okay, I drank more water today, or okay, I went for a five minute extra walk, or I jumped in my sauna instead of doing my massive to-do list, which will literally be there tomorrow, or I went to bed at a good time today. Let's see if I can do it tomorrow. Nope, failed at that. Okay, there's always the next day. I think the big piece is that false expectation. And I think the other piece is understanding that even as a content creator, and maybe you'll agree with me, is like, we're making content knowing that not all of our content is going to work for every person. So everyone is so individualized. And so I think if you are interacting with information on the internet, or even in a book or an article or whatever you're doing, you need to put it through the filter that is your history and your life and your body. And if you can't do that, like if you don't understand your body, if you're not connected to your body, if you just, your history is a mess and you just don't have that ability, which a lot of people just don't, that's when you need a coach. That's when you need somebody to be like, okay, let's unpack this. What happened in 1999? And then what happened in 2005? And how are we going to piece all this together? Who are you? You know, I have some clients that they have a really challenging time connecting the dots and they literally will ask me, I heard this on a podcast. Do you think that it's right for me? Here are my thoughts. And I will understand their body from another aspect and be like, okay, well, here's why I think this might not be a good idea. What do you think about this? So we can have a conversation back and forth because some people are able to dialogue that themselves and they know their bodies well enough. And they know that if somebody says vegan is the next thing that they need to do, they'll be like, check through their mind on, no, I really, really like steak. I don't think I could live without steak. When I don't eat steak, I'm not happy. My nutrients go down. No, I, I can't be a vegan, you know, just a simple example. But other people don't have that or don't have that in certain aspects of their life. So I think too, it's the if you know yourself well enough, you can filter it through what works for you and what doesn't. But if you don't, you're going to look at all these different strategies and think every single thing is the thing to do. And it can be quite overwhelming. It can absolutely be overwhelming. And I'm a huge believer of the the way you do one thing is how you do everything as well, too. So if it's in your in the health space where you're looking at that, and choosing like one piece of content and saying, hey, this might actually help me and be the answer. There's also going to be other places where you might think that's going to be the resolve as well too, right? Because I know we're, we can be talking example for weight loss, but there's also things that I obviously incorporate when it comes to your health. But there's something that I see on my social media platforms where it's like, okay, take this one thing and it's going to cure your acne, for example, right? So you could also be tapping into the other places that are like, well, if I think one thing's going to solve my solution here, one thing's probably going to solve my solutions everywhere. And that's what keeps us in that same place as well. And the thing is too, especially if we're talking about Instagram and we're talking about TikTok, especially since those are the platforms that I'm mainly on, we can only put so much information into one post (laughs) as well. And it's hard for me. I'm a talker. I remember when I first started posting videos on my platforms, things were two minutes. And I would speed it up so that it would fit in those two minutes as well. So getting down to like 30, 40 seconds to give like direct value or a good sum amount of value is hard. And even then you're still not able to get the full adequate amount of things that's going to really help you. So I I 100% agree with you from what you're saying with that. Yeah. So do you, okay, now to play like totally the opposite game, 
Do you think that there are key pieces for everyone? Like, do you feel like there is a template of some form that individuals should follow regardless of who they are? Like, do you think that there's at least a couple things or no? I think there are templates. So, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, for example, when you're going to work out, here's a template. You want to do your dynamic workouts, then go into workout and then make sure you do your stretches afterwards. Now, what's in that template can definitely be completely different for each person. So in a general sense, yes, it can. There can be a template of, of it. But when we go deeper, and that's where we, you know, we start talking about our habits, that's where we start talking about our injuries, that's where we start talking about even just your mobility, how you move, that's where things have to start being more specific. What do you think about that? Yeah, I would agree with you. I think the working out is such a great thing because there are like key things that work for most people. You know, like if you're going to stretch now, you're the coach. I'm not when it comes to like movement. So you correct me any moment. I just go to the gym and do my own thing. But my understanding is that when I'm warming up, I'm not going to hold stretches for a super long time. That's not the time to hold stretches. I'm going to do like more movement stretches where my body's continuously moving like in a flow. Whereas at the end of my workout, that's when I'm going to do that juicy stay in a pose for a little while and just kind of hold those hammies and just let them stretch. See, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. Or I guess even too, when it comes to lifting, you do more of your epic lifts at the beginning and like little, like you wouldn't train your triceps at the beginning of a workout because that would be murder and the rest of your workout's going to suck. Leanne, are you sure you're not a coach? Because you're speaking some facts over here. <laughs> okay. Bang, bang. Okay, good, good, good. I've learned some things over the years. But you're right. You always want to do like your compound movements in the beginning. So like the heavier lifts, the things that require you to utilize more muscle groups because you don't want to fatigue your body or fatigue those smaller groups when you can just leave that to the end, right? This is why a lot of people will end up doing like those glute activations. I remember when I was in my glute activation era and I would make sure like everything would feel like it's burning before I go do a squat. When in reality, all that you're doing is tiring out your body first. And then when you go do your bigger lifts, you're not going to utilize, you know, that progressive overload. You're not going to be able to get heavier and move better each week. If every single time you start a workout, you're just trying to tie your body out first. So yes, you are absolutely 100% right. We know that we lose muscle as we age and that this loss massively affects our ability to function. Like I'm talking basic tasks here. Muscle is important for protecting our joints and also keeping our metabolism revving. Basically, you want muscle. And unfortunately, a lot of us just don't prioritize muscle maintenance or see it as an importance. And you may also be cringing at the idea of going to the gym and being able to maintain that muscle consistently. Yes, active moving is super good, and there's really nothing like it when it comes to the mood boost of pumping iron. <laughs> so when I share about Urolithin A, I am not saying just to do this and you can maintain your muscle without movement. Well, like I am saying that because Urolithin A does do that, but I think pairing Urolithin A with exercise is likely the best path forward. So I started taking a product called MitoPure to boost my performance and improve muscular strength. And MitoPure has 500 milligrams per serving of urolithin A. 
a postbiotic shown to have major benefits to significantly increasing muscle strength and endurance with no other change in lifestyle. Yes, you heard that right. I just said that it has major benefits to significantly increase muscle strength and endurance with no other change to lifestyle. It gives your body the energy it needs to optimize its cellular power grid through boosted mitochondrial health without changes to lifestyle or diet. Now imagine what it could do with your low carb diet and a walking goal or a lifting goal a couple of times per week. It took me a long time, like a couple of months to introduce MitoPure to my day because it's so strong. Every time I took it, I almost had too much energy, so I really had to titrate up. MitoPure is the first product to offer a precise dose of urolithin A to upgrade mitochondrial function, increase cellular energy, and improve muscle strength and endurance. They've created three ways to get your daily dose of 500 milligrams of urolithin A in their product, MitoPure. They've got a delicious vanilla protein powder that combines muscle building protein with the cellular energy of MitoPure. Now this product does contain whey protein. And then they have a berry powder that easily mixes into smoothies or just about any drink. This is dairy free. And finally the soft gels, which is what I prefer because it's just easier. This is also dairy free. I love the starter pack idea though. If you can handle the dairy, the three forms of MitoPure to play around with whey which one is your favorite? Top notch. So Timeline, the creators of MitoPure, is putting together a sweet little offer for you, 10% off your first order. So if you go to timelinenutrition.com slash KDP and use the code KDP, you'll get 10% off your order. Again, that's timelinenutrition.com slash KDP. I recommend trying their starter pack with all three formats and picking out your best format. Again, that's timelinenutrition.com nutrition.com slash KDP. Yeah. So I have a bet with my sister that's been going on for the last year that I can't grow my glutes by three inches. And (laughs) I'm currently losing this bet, but I have grown them. It's very hard because our posterior chain is just super weak. And that's just like our family thing is, is just challenging. But one thing I noticed, my glutes grew most when I did the activations before my workouts. So, I mean, that's a great example of like, it might not work for everyone. And I think it also depends on strategy. If you're completely tiring them out and you are burning them and they are absolutely annihilated before you do hip thrusts, yeah, you probably screwed that up. But I think a light activation, at least for me to be like, hey, glutes, wake up, wake up, we're doing this thing is good. So yeah, I would say I agree with you on all those fronts and the flows of workouts. And I think that that too can translate to diet. Like, you know, I wouldn't eat like a huge ginormous meal before I work out because I've done that a couple of times. It's never a good idea. Or like going to the beach for like a beach day and then going to the gym. Also a terrible idea. You're just so hot. You can't chill out. It's so terrible. Don't do it. Like, I think that there are key things that most people respond to, but then you get into the nitty gritty of like fasting or not fasting or two meals a day, one meal a day, four meals a day. And I think that is just so individualized and even for different seasons of life. And like what we started our conversation with when it comes to the cycle, like I can fast way better 
when I'm on my period versus the couple days before my period, there ain't no way that I'm going without breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, 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 dinner, snack, you know? So what do you think? So even just going back to the glute activation thing, because I do like the fact that you mentioned like, hey, this actually did work for me as well, too. One of the things I actually do like to mention is that because you said the light activations, right? What they're really good for is just at least you being aware of how your muscles are also contracting when you're doing those movements. Because after you use a couple of bands, you'll be like, oh, that's where my hips are. That's where the, that muscle is, you know? But when it goes to like the crazier ones, and I just know myself, for example, when I first started doing that, I would be doing an insane amount of band work before even touching the heavier lifts. But yes, going into the nutrition aspect of it and understanding how, I mean, I feel like everybody's also experienced that when you have a huge and heavy meal before you work out. How many times have we felt like we're going to throw up as soon as we start doing any sort of movement? As soon as we, not even just like a, a crazy movement, as soon as we get up from the ground, all of a sudden you feel like in your stomach, you're like, ah. <laughs> or the not eating before. And, oh, there's, that's the other one too, right? Because there's two polar opposites. It's the eating too much before your workout. And then it's a not eating before your workouts, because we all have heard about the fasted workouts aspect of it, right? And especially when it comes to weightlifting, probably, probably not the best idea. Probably not. Yeah, I go back and forth on the fasted workouts, but like oftentimes I feel great when I do them. But after a couple of weeks, I'm like, this was a bad idea. Every time I get that because it's like, it's like when you start anything, it's just like, I'm doing amazing. Yeah, I got this. And it's like, wait, this is not, I'm not feeling okay right now. <laughs> I don't got this. I do not got this. <laughs> yeah, I don't got this. <laughs> I can't remember the last time that I've done a, a fasted workout, but I'm, I think I'm perfectly okay with not doing them anymore, to be honest. It might have been when I was like training as a boxer at some point, just, and it wasn't even like intentional. I think it was just like a, oh, I guess we didn't have anything and I have to go for my training. So let's do this <laughs> type of situation. Totally. So because we've been talking so much about preparing for a workout and food, what's your like go-to like pre-workout combination that's not going to make you barf, that's not too heavy, that like fits all the boxes for you? A whole lot of fruit. Okay. A whole lot of fruit. You would be so surprised what a nice, beautiful, large apple will do for you when it comes to, you know, what's it called? Your, your pre-workout. I will, because we always preach on the have a fast reacting carb, fast reacting protein, if anything as well too, right? That's going to keep you full. So I work out right in the mornings. I'm the 5 a.m.er over here. Ew. Um, I, <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that reaction. <laughs> you, did you hear me like pause a little You're bit? I'm just like, oh, she didn't say anything. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe she's one of those too. <laughs> but honestly, like for me, I, I don't force, like when it comes to people I work with, if you want to become a morning person, awesome. If you don't, it, it doesn't, you don't have to force yourself to be a morning person in order to make things work, right? But for me, on the other hand, if I'm not waking up in the morning and I'm not getting my workout out of the way, I probably won't have time for it throughout the day because as soon as it hits, even around like 9 a.m., I'm getting pulled into a million different directions. So my mornings are going to be when I'm able to work out and ideally as early as possible so I can, you know, have that workout to myself and still have time to get myself ready for the day. And 5 a.m. is that nice, beautiful, sweet spot for me to wake up and go to the gym. Now, in terms of food, right, like we were just mentioning when it comes to like what I do beforehand, when you work out in the mornings, one of the biggest things that you need to be aware of that a lot of people aren't 
is your last meal before you go to bed because that is what's going to help sustain you as well too and fuel you for your workout in the morning so that you don't have to have anything too heavy. Because if you wake up insanely hungry, an apple is not going to do it (laughs) or it might do it a little bit and then you end up getting hungry. So, you know, just making sure that that last meal is for one, if we're, we're talking about like resistance training, it's a little carbaceous so that we can give that fuel to ourselves. But my nice, beautiful pre-workout is going to be an apple. Sometimes it'll be a protein shake as well, too. And for that extra extra juice, we'll do some honey as well or some beets, too. If you've ever if you've never tried having beets before a workout, do it and thank me later. You know what? It's been on my list of things to do. And like I just haven't done it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the beats because I've heard it's fantastic. I've recommended it to clients. My brother-in-law who has trained like Olympians actually has gone to the Olympics with his teams, swears by beats. And I just, I'm like, yeah, bro. Okay. Blah, blah. (laughs) Like just, (laughs) oh man. How about you? Like, what do you usually have for your, your, before you work out? Okay. So I am not a morning workout person. I tried it. Because what will end up happening is that I'll fast and then I'll feel like death. You know, I can't eat that early and it just doesn't work for me. So I'll usually wake up and I go for a morning walk with my dog for about an hour, like before the sun rises. So that's kind of like our thing that we do together. And then we come back and I'll usually have breakfast at that point, which is a lot of food usually. And then my second meal will be my pre-workout before I go to the gym because I will have had some work done and it's like midday, not too late, just right. And so my pre-workout right now, okay, so I mix applesauce. This is going to sound totally weird, but it's really good. (laughs) No judgment. This is a no judgment zone. (laughs) I mean, maybe I might not be able to promise that, but like, go ahead applesauce with like chocolate protein powder and egg whites and I microwave it and it makes this like cake that's really good. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. I really love it. Sometimes I'll add like a gluten-free flour mixture to it sometimes. And sometimes instead of the apple, I'll use banana. That's kind of my go-to. And then usually I'll have my essential amino acids with that as I'm like driving to the gym. I used to do oats but I found like too high fiber, even though oats aren't totally high, high in fiber was just like really crushing my digestive system. And I would get really gassy and I would have a lot of like stomach pain. So since I made that switch to just simple carbs, it's usually either a banana or apple with some sort of protein, either egg whites or protein powder. Sometimes I'll add like just a little bit of chocolate chips into it because chocolate. Yeah. I mean, that's perfect. When you first started saying that, I was just like, "Mm." but then I'm like, oh, wait, there's a one point when I was actually a full vegan. I feel like everybody's gone through that point in their life. We could talk about that another time. (laughs) But I learned that applesauce is a really good combining unit or however you call it when it comes to baking. So at first when you're saying that, I'm like, that's weird. But I'm like, oh, wait, no, that actually makes sense because it ends up being some sort of bake, bake goods. So it makes sense. You don't even need to bake it if you don't want to. Like sometimes when I'm really rushed, I'll just mix the protein powder with the applesauce and eat it. And it's sort of like this fudge mixture. It's like really good. My husband, when he's at home and... Okay, that one I might not do. <laughs> that looks disgusting. I'm like, whatever, man. It sounds weird. It's, it's a texture thing, you know? <laughs> 
What does it come? How does it come out? Okay, hold on. I need to. I have more questions here. <laughs> so okay, so applesauce and protein. Yeah, and then you just mix it. And I use like a beef protein, so it kind of gets like smooth, almost like pudding. I really wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> I probably terrible. Everyone's like, "What are you talking about, Leanne?" And like, if I'm feeling really crazy, maybe I'll add like a sprinkle of like cereal on top, like three wishes cereal or um, seven Sundays cereal. Yeah. Just like for a little bit more carbs, like leg day. Can we talk about how all these girls say that leg day is their favorite thing and they hate doing uppers because like, I hate leg day. Like I despise it. I could do pull-ups all day long. I could do bicep curls, no problem. But leg day just crushes my soul every time. And so I feel like I need more carbs to like encourage myself to like go to the gym. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I used to be a person that hated leg days as well too, especially hamstrings. Oof. Hated it. Hated it. But then I started seeing my hamstrings growing. (laughs) Like, I would go to my mom. I'd be like, feel my hamstrings. And she'd be so disgusted. She doesn't like feeling muscles. <laughs> and I would force her to do it. And then she would like poke my hamstrings and be like, and her reaction, her face would look so disgusted. I'm like, yes, this is great. <laughs> but I'm a person that loves, um, loves upper body days for sure. Because I feel like you just kind of feel like a beast. For me, like I love doing pull-ups. Like I love going into, this is the, the only time I can go into a really busy gym and not feel uncomfortable is when I'm doing an upper body day. Cause I love just going into a gym and then being able to do pull-ups with all the men around and I'm doing like controlled ones and they're looking at, I'm just like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I got it. I know it might not look like much, but I'm a strong girl. <laughs> yeah. It's called the ego pump. It definitely does the yeah, trick. <laughs> But I love getting women to be able to do that too. Because I know when I first started in the gym, there was no way that I was feeling like that at all. Not even close. If anything, it was I started off in like the women's section. And even then, I'd still be scared to go in there. (laughs) I remember the first time I got a membership and I went in. I remember because, of course, when you you go to a, a regular gym, they take your body stats and then they try to get you to sign up for personal training, right? That's their kind of their method. I don't know if you went through something like that too. Many, 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 many years ago, but not in my current gym. I'd just say no. No, thank you. Yeah, no, no. Right? Yeah, that was many years when I first started as well, too. And they took my body stats and they told me that I was obese. Keep in mind, I was a very tiny woman or tiny girl. I had, of course, like in that moment of my life, like I was very uncomfortable when it came to my body and I was in that beautiful little skinny fat state. Right. So I went to the gym and they told me that I was overweight and I I did not go back. (laughs) I did not go back. And I had a friend who ended up using my membership for a full year and I watched her get incredibly fit. And then I was like, um, okay, I guess I should probably start this. And then when I started going, I was still scared, still started off in the the women's section until I started getting a little bit more comfortable. So now like being able to go into a busy gym and doing that, it's, it's, it's been quite a journey. Like how was your first experience in a gym for you. Okay. So my gym history is tarnished massively. So we'll see how much we want to get into. But so I was a teenager when my mom started doing a program, I think it was called like fit for life. It was like a really popular program in the nineties. And we would go to the YMCA together and she would do her program and I would watch her. And I think just watching her workout was such an encouragement to me as a younger person, even though at the time I was using exercises as a way to like purge calories, 
you know, so it wasn't like a healthy relationship with workouts. Um, and that really continued until I decided to stop working out for about 10 years because it was such a trigger to me that I just didn't know how to regulate myself and just do it to enjoy it. It was almost like a self-punishment issue. And I just couldn't go into the gym. I would just push it too hard. I didn't know when to stop. I didn't know, you know, I would go seven days a week. I wouldn't take rest. Like, and I just couldn't control it. And so finally I was like, if I, it's like an alcoholic saying, I can just have a drink. It's fine. No, you just got to cut it out. And so I actually started working out again after 10 years, just about almost two years ago now. And it's been so wonderful to have that self-regulation and have people in my life that are checking up on me and encouraging me. And also I've been really good at just taking it day by day and not setting big goals. Like what we've talked about is not getting too ahead of myself. And I started off with working out one day a week and that's where I started and slowly worked up to six days a week. Then I was like, this is lame. I have no time for life. So I went down to five days. Now I'm at four days and I'm like, this is cool. Like I'm not, I'm just doing it because I want to be stronger. And I think a big catalyst of that was watching my mom um, get really sick now um, that I'm older. She has Parkinson's and just watching her struggle through that. It's really been an encouragement to me to just take care of my body physically in a different way while not getting obsessed over it. And so, yeah, it definitely started off pretty rocky there with the whole gym situation, but now I feel strong. I feel good, but I know that also a lot of women, when we go into the gym, we can feel judged and like everyone is looking at us and that we're not strong enough or we don't know how to use machines. So we're just unsure of stuff. And I think that that can limit a lot of us from going to the gym. And it definitely was a big catalyst to why I started working out from home for the first, I was probably nine months that I worked out from home to just get back into the groove of things and feel like safe while I was working out. And then once I started going to the gym, I was like, okay, wow, this is like really great. And I started, I made a point to speak with people and introduce myself. And now when I go to the gym, I'm like, Hey, Tom, what's going on, Danielle? So it's like nice to build that community. So I think that really helped. Feels like familiar now. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of my history over the last, what would it be, I guess, 30 years of quote unquote workouts. Well, first, I just want to say how proud I am of you because that's such an amazing story. And I, I, I know you can't see me right now, but I'm literally just like smiling and I'm just like, wow, you're so incredible. Oh, I can hear you. <laughs> Because that's that's such an incredible story and it's, it's really incredibly empowering. And I love how you mentioned even how you started off with being at home, right? Because I mean, personally, I'm not a huge fan of home workouts, but at some point we we're all forced to stay at home when it came to like the pandemic. And a lot of people think that, hey, you like you have to be in the gym in order to be successful. When in reality, even when you have access to the gym, the first thing that you should be doing is just being fully aware of how your body moves and where like if there's any sort of like instabilities or anything that's off before you even start focusing and looking at weights for example because we can you can seriously hurt yourself more and again there's so many things that when it comes to our past experiences that we need to be able to overcome before we start trying to do all the crazy things that we see in front of us or even on our phone so yeah I was just want to say how incredibly proud of I am of you oh thanks friend yeah it's definitely been a journey and I think 
you know, the biggest, biggest piece is just knowing that it's not like a race. I think so many of us will watch all the Instagram stuff and be like, marathon, not a race. Yeah. I want to look like that. I want to be like that. And it's so easy to get all tied up in that. But ultimately I think probably about, I don't know, five months ago now, one day I just like forgot how to do hip thrusts. I don't know. Like what happened? My muscle memory was all off. It was hurting my back. Like I just, I couldn't get into it. And instead of just like forcing myself through my program and being like, okay, it's leg day. I have the next workout. I was like, screw the plan today. I'm going to sit down with this bar and I'm going to move my feet in different places. I'm going to grab a strap. I'm going to grab blocks. I'm going to grab whatever I need. And I'm just going to workshop this movement. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to watch some YouTube videos. I'm just going to figure out what's going on. And over the course of a couple of days doing that, just trying to figure out what was happening with my movement, it clicked. And I was like, okay, I will never forget how everything needs to be put just together just right for me to do this safely. And that was just such a, like a moment because in the past, and I think a lot of us are like, just breeze through it, just breeze through it, just get it done. But it's also just a big part of your day. If you're going to the gym and you're wanting to spend the time, like it's quality time. So take your time. If there's something you're unsure of, then just double down and figure it out. And that has been and record yourself. Yes. The recording yourself even with social media, I know I get it. Everyone's just like, oh, women are going to the gym and recording themselves. And blah, blah, blah. yeah, no, we don't do it for them. <laughs> Ultimately. And I even have like anxiety when it comes to recording myself. This is also the reason why I like going in the mornings because nobody's there. No one. But it's really important to record yourself because you can see what's going wrong and you can correct yourself. And a lot of the times when we go to the gym, if we don't have that option to be able to see ourselves on a camera afterwards, after recording, what do we end up doing? We look in the mirror, but usually when we're looking in the mirror and we're trying to do an exercise, that's taking our bodies away from being neutral. And that's where we start running into issues with our neck, with our backs. We wake up the next day and we're like, hey, we could be doing the movement wrong or movement right. But because of the fact that we've been trying to stare at the mirror while we're doing a squat or trying to do a deadlift, just making sure that we're pushing our butts back or sinking into something, we actually start injuring ourselves even more so. So like you were saying, Leanne, Definitely take your time, feel the movement because realistically form is going to be the most important thing over any sort of weights, but also knowing that it's okay to record yourself and know that this is being done for you so that you eliminate even more opportunities for you to hurt yourself too, because that's, that's the part that we don't want. We want to get stronger in the gym. We want to be able to build muscle. We want to gain more confidence. Ultimately, we don't want to hurt ourselves. We really don't. Yes. It's so true. I've been struggling through squats. Well, since I started squatting, I have super long femurs and it has been such a journey for me with squats. And I've been recording myself once a month. I'll record my squat and then kind of like check how the movement's going and then workshop it and then continue to progress. And I've seen such great progression with that strategy of just like, Oh, yeah, I'm definitely favoring my left side. And then the next time I do a squat, I'm like, Yeah, look at that. My left leg is totally taking over the squat. Okay, noted, you know, like, so that you can work on it. And though this sounds like a lot of work, and just one more thing in the list of to do's, it is really nice, just like with your nutrition, or with your sleep, when you get things dialed in, it feels like it's accomplished. And like you said, confidence, and you're doing something for yourself and you're also protecting your body 
from getting injured because that's like you said we don't want to go in there and then walk out and have a sore back or shoulder or whatever exactly and i know when it comes to that's probably one of the biggest things that everyone worries about too when it comes to going to the gym is being injured but things like not looking in the mirror or even when you're putting your weights away making sure that you're putting it away just with as great form as you're doing your workouts those are the things that we don't focus on as much that can actually cause those injuries those waking up in the next morning and feeling that neck pain, wondering what the hell did I do when it could be you just trying to put away your equipment and it's that's exactly what ended up happening or picking some weight up as well too, right? But do you feel like the warm up and cool down is also essential for like making sure that you don't injure yourself? Absolutely. <laughs> Especially with the warm up, I mean, there's places that you can even advance when it comes to just talking about like fascial release, but that's like a, another place, addition of time that can be, we can get into it another place, another time. But the warm up, when it comes to just doing dynamic movements, it's basically telling you, like, hey, I'm getting ready for the movement. It's like when you go to bake something, you're doing, you put the oven on preheat. Right. So think of it as like you're preheating your body before you actually end up getting to the right temperature. So, for example, with squats, we want to make sure that we're opening up our hips. We want to make sure that our knee and ankle mobility is in the, in the right directions. We also want to make sure that we're stable when it comes to our core. Right. Because it's a movement that incorporates a lot of different dynamics when it comes to our muscles. Right. Even when we're when specifically coming to our upper body days, there's there's things that you can specifically do for each movement that's going to get your body ready for it so that you're not jolting. So that you're not like using momentum again. So you're not hurting yourself. So your body's already saying, yes, I'm ready for the workout that we're about to be doing here. And then post workout, when you're going into the stretches, for one, it's a really good idea to cool down. Because you're already at, you know, your heart's beating a little bit. You just did some amazing things. You're proud of yourself for being able to push yourself to go to the gym, to lift. So now it's like, let's let's take some time to cool down. Let's take some extra time to just stretch. Maybe even create a playlist. For me, I know that the reason why I, I remember or that I take the necessary time to cool down and to stretch. And the reason why I'm so flexible is because I actually have a playlist. I call it, Shh, I'm stretching. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very, very great. And it's just music that just allows me to focus on my breathing because it's very slow. It's, it could be like very sensual as at the same time as well too. Could the, the mood can be like a little bit like a like you're putting on a little candle or like a cute little date night with like a dinner, you know? Something that just allows you just to just slow down a little bit. And then as you're stretching, you're just listening to the music allowing you to get into that mood. And plus, honestly, one of the biggest reasons why I'm, I do them as well too or I'm, I'm this, this flexible is because one of the myths, <laughs> I feel like we can go into so many myths that we've probably thought were right as well too when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to movement. But one of my myths, and I'm going to ask you afterwards too, but one of my myths is that I thought that if you worked out and you didn't stretch afterwards, your muscle will become bulky. So you have to stretch in order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can be like, yeah, I wanted to stretch so I can become flexible and I can do the splits. No, no, no. I was stretching because I didn't want to be bulky. <laughs> So what's the myth that you had to overcome? I would probably say the cardio myth. Mm. I always thought that if I was like a runner, like I was my heaviest weight as a runner. Let's just say that. But if I didn't add cardio and a good amount of cardio that I would be really fluffy and I didn't really consider like steps. Whereas now 
I walk a whole bunch and I can't tell you the last time I was on a cardio machine. Oh, I hate cardio machines. I really don't. I really don't like them, especially the Stairmaster. Oof. (laughs) The Stairmaster. Every single time I tried, I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. I'm like one, two minutes in. I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, I don't like this. And plus, I I also don't like skip stairs. I actually have, um, I just have a little anxiety that I'm going to fall up or down. Like I'm always looking down always. And I, I try, I've been working on this where I'll, I'll go up the stairs and, you know, for a millisecond, I'll look up, but then I always feel like this feeling, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to fall. So I have to look down and I automatically do it. Something I'm working on ultimately, of course, but if there is a cardio machine that I would say is not the one that I like the most, it is going to be the Stairmaster. But I did decide that I'm going to be taking stairs or I'm going to do stairs once a week to combat this. So it's been going very well. Have I been able to look away from the ground? No, but it is also helping with, of course, my cardio ultimately. Because the thing is, as much as we are finally over overcoming the myth of having to do cardio, we still got to do it. Which is, we don't have to do it as much. We just don't have to do it as much as we thought that we would we would do it. And it's cold outside in this beautiful Toronto weather. So as much as I would like to continue going on my walks, where you will never guess it's me because I literally have a scarf, jack like couple of layers on hat. I am incognito, (laughs) but if I don't do that, then I'm, I walk a full building stairs and I've just been trying to beat that each time, not run up because that's not what we're going to do, but trying to walk up a full flight without, of course, being out of breath is the key thing over here. I love that. It's, It's that exposure therapy. I am absolutely deathly allergic to crabs. Like I used to not even be able to say the word crab without having a total mental breakdown. And it's really true. Like it takes time to overcome fears and body reactions to things. I'm really proud of you for doing that. Thanks. Totally not related because crabs, but I live on a boat. And so I actually do see quite a lot of crabs and it was actually affecting my lively, like my life. <laughs> so Wait, can you, can we talk about that story? Hold on. Can you wait? Hold on. Cause like, <laughs> Because I'm like, yeah, the podcast is done. (laughs) There's there's no way that you can say that. And then we're just going to quickly just go over that. (laughs) Take a look about your program. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know when it's like exactly started. It probably so my parents, we grew up like not super like we didn't have a lot of money life was pretty challenging. And my parents saved up for like a whole bunch of years to take us to the beach. And we'd never been. And so we go there and my mom was like, so excited to take us out for dinner. And we went out for like, it was a nice dinner, like as a kid, but it was probably just like the shack that sold seafood sort of thing. And she was like, get anything on the menu, anything you want. And I was like, I want lobster. Like that sounds like such a great plan. So I chowed down this entire lobster. I was so impressed with myself. I ate every bit that was on my plate. And my mom looks over and she's like, what did you do with the stomach? I'm like, what do you mean the stomach? I literally ate everything. What do you mean the stomach? And mom said, oh, it's a delicacy in some countries. Like, it's okay that you ate it. And I was not okay after that. Like, I couldn't eat lobster. I couldn't, like, think about lobster. And then I think just it progressed over time. Like, it culminated a very long time into we were hiking in the Bahamas probably about seven years ago. And I saw a huge, they are ginormous there. Like we're talking 14 inches, this huge crab. And I 
lost it. Like I had a complete mental breakdown and I'm crying and shaking and screaming and oh, it was terrible. And so, yeah, I just like had a thing about things with shells. Like I can handle, yeah, just even when I'm snorkeling and those sorts of things now and I, (laughs) you can hear it in your voice. (laughs) (laughs) But I used to not even be able to, like, I really couldn't even say the word crab. Like we've come a long way. I have. I saw one the other day and I didn't break down. I just kind of like shuffled around it, which is major progress. So yeah, don't don't think it's funny to like go on my Instagram and send me a picture of a crab because I will block you. Like I will straight up block you from all of my content. (laughs) Repeat, Leanne will block you. (laughs) just in case you didn't get that (laughs) oh man oh man oh wow yeah so there you have it so now moving on from the crab situation (laughs) we've talked about a lot of pieces i really hope that this conversation has just been enlightening to individuals again do not send me a picture of a crab (laughs) she's very serious about that (laughs) i'm very serious can you tell us like what you're working on in your busy schedule, what programs you have going on. Like if people listen to our conversation and they're like, this coach, Chris, she sounds awesome. How can they connect with you, engage with you? Tell us all those pieces. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for giving me the space, first of all. But yes, you can continue to connect with me on both Instagram, TikTok. You can also find me on Facebook as well, too. But I'm the most active on those those ones at Coach Chris, again, K-O-A-C-H-K-R-I-S-H. But If you want some more value, (laughs) you can also catch me on our Never Died Again challenge that we're going to be having March. The date is 4th. For a second, I kind of, I just completely came out of my mind. But we're going to be doing a challenge. It's a five-day challenge. And this is one of the things each month that I love running because it just allows me to reconnect as a coach even further outside of, you know, being able to connect with my clients. This is something that we put on on a monthly basis now it's become because we've gotten so much great feedback from it where I basically teach everything that we give our clients. And it goes through understanding your metabolism, understanding your hormones, understanding how to be able to get to your weight loss goals. And yes, that's the, that's the main point, but also being able to do that while still loving your life, while still feeling like you have control over yourself and your body being able to still do the things that you want to do, but incorporating this in, because I know when it comes to these journeys, we tend to think that we need to take on a whole different person. And yes, we want to shift into that better version of ourselves or become more of ourselves. But again, it can be so much more simple. And just teaching, this is for the five days, we teach women how to exactly do that. So again, through like your metabolism, understanding what fast loss actually looks like and setting proper expectations and then knowing what to do once you're able to accomplish all that, once you're able to have a great sleep schedule, <laughs> so you don't wake up through the middle of the night and you actually wake up feeling like a normal human being, right? And then being able to, after the, after the challenge or each every single day of the challenge, we give people homework so that, you know, we actually challenge you. And so you actually know exactly what to do and you leave the challenge saying, hey, I actually have a game plan that I might have been trying to find for all these years of, you know, going through diets, over-exercising like we were even talking about. But now you actually have a game plan because for the five days, you've learned everything that you need to know and take action towards. So that's where you'll 100% be able to find me. But other than that, it's going to be our Instagram and TikTok where we post 100% 
daily, weekly. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I will include that link to your program and challenge in the show notes. So if anyone wants to click over there, you just look around for the show notes of today's episode and it will be there. It's coachchrish.com slash challenge. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was a total blast. Definitely worth the wait. And I love that we got to connect. Absolutely. And the, the cool thing is too, is like, again, we just, we connected through social media and I know it can be a scary place as we've been talking about, but there are some amazing people that you can connect with, get to learn from, get to eventually, hopefully meet who knows, who knows, you know, and just continue to grow because the way that obviously that internally we're able to, to grow from, from where we want to be, but the other most important part is being able to surround yourself with people that allow you to become that person that you're trying to continue to grow into. So I want to say, Leanne, thank you so much for having me. This was has been an absolute blast. And just talking with you, just it's great to know that there are other people out here that we can be able to connect and just share our past experiences with because you don't also realize how much things that you've been through, other people are going through or have been through it as well, too. So thank you for sharing your stories. Yes. And you too. Love Fest. I love it. Thank you again for coming on. This was a blast and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed our time with Krish. Again, you can get more details by going to coachkrish, those are two K's, dot com slash challenge. Okay. We'll see you back here for another episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Looking for more resources? Go to healthfulpursuit.com for keto meal plans, weight loss programs, low-carb recipes, and oodles of free resources to get you going. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representation or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 